let's just fucking hit it. We'll just fucking hit stat. I'll get fucking <laughs> hit stat recording. I'll just hit get fucking going. Stat. <laughs> just <laughs> Okay. <laughs> How are you going to beat your Tiger King intro? That's uh, a my question. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I won't. <laughs> Wait. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, are you recording? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome to. <laughs> what touching? Damn. I, <laughs> bro, it's that it's that professional videography. You always have to smile into the video. That's how it works, bro. All right. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast, a show dedicated to talking about all the poggers things in life, like music, content creation, video games, with a heavy focus on the first-person shooter, Escape from Tarkov. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse. <laughs> what are you? I was so glad. I wasn't even looking at you because I knew you were going to Keep going. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Well, I wish I've, I've, I've totally like talked before about how I wish I could just live on like two to four hours of sleep. And then I Googled it and it was like, science was like, don't do that. And I was like, oh crap. But like, yeah, it's would just be great. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Welcome everybody. Hi. Uh, I, dude, we need to start over. <laughs> this is we bad. This I is mean, so I was bad. okay. There you go. There's some sub context of that slice of that yeah. that would be maybe funny, and uh, yeah. And then the rest of it is just sort of a blighted wasteland of content. <laughs> everyone welcome to the podcast a show that's dedicated to talking about all the poggers things in life like music content creation video games with a heavy focus on the first person shooter escape from tarkov i'm one of your co-hosts jesse kazam a youtuber and twitch streamer content creator in the escape from tarkov community and i'm veritas a just very tired very tired boy mm. tired boy today yeah so uh I, you have a bunch of interesting topics that you wanted to cover this was kind of a nutty week for Tarkov, yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of stuff was going on. What uh, what did you want to what you want to hit first? Yeah, so yeah, weirdly enough, a whole lot went down, and uh, I think so. First thing, I think the easiest thing to talk about was uh, the. So I think you'll be able to bring a little bit more context to the most recent like like sub patch twelve point six point four three two seven one whatever it was, um, because uh, you know from the outside looking in, I know that there was a conversation on your stream. There was a Reddit thread that blew up, which is always spicy. You know, I'm always looking for those Reddit threads. And then there was a patch in like 32 hours, all of that happened. And uh, the patch seems to be uh, working well. I think, I think the patch was like um, dubbed by the community as like the stutter fix. And it also doubles your FPS, you know, like just kind of like that was like what people were saying. In my personal experience, it's done nothing for me in the stutters, um, but it definitely has made the game feel smoother. Like I, you know, we've talked before about like I game and stream on one PC. So I'm just like, if I get 38 frames in Tarkov, I feel good. Yeah. And so like I have definitely noticed some higher frames. So I'm sure you can bring more context as to what happened there. But then also, and you have been playing the game 
same? Have the stutters been less, more for you? How has that been? Yeah, so I can uh, like take it all the way back to the beginning because most of the community knows about everything starting at the Reddit post. Yeah. But, but it, there's a little bit of a backstory. It's funny. People are already saying that like I'm now trying to attach myself to this as if I've, <laughs> I haven't, like other than me just mentioning like yeah. in passing that I talked to the guy and was involved. And it, during the podcast with Nikita yesterday, this is a side side note. Um, I even like said the guy's name because we were talking about it. And I'm like, yeah. I wanted to shout the guy out and give him credit. And I basically said, this is the guy's name. And I know because we talked before. Of course, everybody was like, no, you're just trying, oh, so you're trying to, to, you're trying to get right, a pad yeah. on your, I'm like, fucking, my God. well, so, um, he came into my stream two days before, uh, the Reddit post, I believe, okay. um, I, I'd have to look, I, I heard about the Reddit post two days after he came in. Um, gotcha. so I haven't looked at the dates. I, I'd be really surprised if he, uh, if he posted it like the same time. That we talked yeah um but I'm, I'm fairly certain he didn't what ended up happening was he came in and basically said what would you do if i told you that i had like the secret to the universe and i can't get anybody to listen to me i'm like wow i'm like give it to me and i'll hand it to god right like <laughs> yeah right so he sent me a shit ton of information um and then i sent the information over to nikita Told them all about yeah. it. Nikita was like, gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm all for it. Um, yeah. You never know with those things that they're going to be like, fuck off. Like, I'm not interested. Yeah. Or, because honestly, it's like a coin flip. Whether or not the guy like knows what he's talking about or not. Like, you never know. Yeah. And I don't know anything about Unity um, yeah. to, to know if what this guy's saying is uh, is totally half-assed or, you know, if he knows yeah. what he's talking about. So, after talking with Nikita um, about it a little bit, the guy was basically telling me like hey if you want to test it out you can do this this and this and i'm like mm, it involved modifying game files yeah and i was like dude i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fucking do that like yeah i got like a reputation i'm not gonna remotely come close to risking it so but i really wanted to try it and yeah it, and it was the thing was is it was just like a text file and another config file it was yeah. like as benign as you can get when it comes to like modifying stuff when it comes to modifying game files so yeah. I, I just asked nikita i'm like this is what it is i'm like can i i, I really want to test it but i'm worried that like i'm gonna get flagged by battle because i don't know anything and he's like nah dude yeah. you're fine he's like if you run into any issues just let me know um mm. but like by all means go and test this so i spent quite a the 80 gigs i just deleted a video ah. was basically like four hours of me going in modifying the file um Oh. Then you have to then you have to set like the privacy on the file so that it, it like Tarkov knows that it doesn't like auto flag it and as like modify yeah I mean it, yeah it, so it was just a lot of work to then go in and like record my frames on all the maps and see what the deal is and then play for a bit and yeah. see if the stutters um when I did the preliminary testing with some of the fixes it was it was really bizarre because the first time I went in my frames seemed okay. I actually went in with the fix first. Um, gotcha. Uh, and then I was going to revert it and go back and test. I went in a factory and did an offline mode raid with scav horde tagged and cursed. And you mm. know, after like the second spawn, the game just, yeah, it just doesn't wanna. Yeah. And the, I played, I got 75 scav kills without a single stutter. And they kept spawning. There wasn't like, 
you know how sometimes there's just like five minutes where it's like where the scabs yes at? you can't they get just kept corner. coming yeah. i literally wow. left i left the game and i looked at the kill list it was like 75 holy shit i could have kept going and like i could have beaten the, that's wild i could have beaten my fucking record i've never gotten 100 before and i easily could have done it um there was so much left in the raid and they were still coming um that's wild so i was like mm. that's huge um and then so then i went back switched it back did it again and it was like stutter city um back in like the normal default game oh without yeah, yeah, yeah and then i was like hmm i went back and switched it back and then the game was running like shit again so it was like well what's i the wasn't deal? it wasn't like super conclusive it, it, yeah it was like there was there were the same amount of stutters but the stutters were fast it wasn't like a three second oh, lockup. Yeah. it was like a quarter second yeah enough for where you can feel Which it is, you're like oh but yeah so but I'd like, still take that any day. Is it better? I don't know, right? Because like, yeah. So, and as I, I understand it, it was it was essentially just like a Unity feature that, like, in the way Nikita made it sound in the podcast, the team podcast, was it like it was a Unity feature that just needed to be switched from off to on? But from Battle State's perspective, it looked like it was on. So and what, it wasn't. So what? Uh, I, and again, I have a limited understanding of this, but I read yeah, through a bunch of the same. documentation. <laughs> I, I've I've done enough things adjacent that I kind of have an idea. Yeah. So this might not be exactly right, but basically in Unity, because like when you're when you're messing around in Unity, sometimes you're writing code, but a lot of times you're literally like there's drop down menus and you're typing in yeah. like values into like there's a lot of not coding, but like yeah. configuring stuff in menus. Yeah. Um, and one of the things you can do is like check a box that is something like oh. enable some mode or whatever. And what that does is that it generates a config file that literally has like seven key value pairs. Yeah. And it just defaults to like, you know, graphics enable whatever equals blank, you know, uh, VR enabled equals blank, like a, just a yeah, HD, yeah. HDR equals blank it's just like this config file that when you check it it like does something over here and then also generates a file and if you don't go and modify the file um then oh my understanding and again it's there, there's so much to this because i ended up looking at yeah. a ton of unity repos that were totally unrelated to tarkov and they all had the same config that tarkov had so i was like they all had the enable graphics whatever equals and then nothing after it so I was like, I wonder if all of these now, who knows? Maybe they didn't check the yeah, box. Like, maybe it's not did they relevant. all get it wrong too. Or yeah, the, the fact that we're on like an older version of unity and stuff, I don't know. But, yeah. um, but, but basically what the fix was, was essentially to like add one row and to put one for the row that had nothing. And then the new row that they added. So it's basically just like enable this graphics option, enable this other graphics option. Literally yeah. it was like word equals one word equals one in a text file. And it was like, that's it. Boom. The guy was also saying he's he's also opened up additional threads and he sent me like 50 messages that I haven't even got, got a chance to look at basically saying there's more that they can do to make it yeah. better. He's like, we're not I even saw there that yet. Additional Reddit thread where he was like, this is a good step, but there's like a few more things we can do. And then you brought that up to Nikita and he was like, he basically said like, we're like very open to it, but there's between older version of Unity, working with the Unity devs, not all the Unity devs are proficient on all the different versions of Unity. And he was basically like, it's a big cluster, but we're looking into everything. And 
And that was a big thing for me. It's like when there's something, it was just like, it was crazy how fast they made it happen. And then when you brought it up to Nikita, he wasn't like, yeah, I would, I just like, not that I thought he would, but it was just like, it seems like such a small thing that I, I, he could have just like brushed it off. Yeah. And, and been skeptical of it or been like, yeah, we were looking into that anyway. But it was just like, man, I, when you brought that up to him, it was a testament to how much he, he, his goal is just for the game to, to go well. So he was like, yeah, he was like, it looked like it was on an RN. It wasn't that guy found it. I'm not even mad that he was snooping around. He found it. He brought it. And that's the thing. It's like people who people are just going to freaking complain that you were attached to it. I don't know why, but he, did, in my opinion, he did the right thing. Like a, a random solo Redditor with, a, with some gold that he gets on a post versus like bringing it to somebody who can then talk and you like you can like gatekeep a few questions well how how do you know blank 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 and then it's like oh okay this seems legit you don't have to be a unity expert but yeah. now you can present it to Nikita and it just happened so fast i was like ooh that's cool yeah no they were uh, he literally had like the guys making changes that night which was like 2 days before so they were they were they yeah. had it in the works before the reddit post um the reddit post just oh, yeah. just kind of like lit a little bit of a fire obviously and yeah. and you know, brought more people into the conversation. Um, yeah, yeah and, and I take no, I take no credit other than just being like yeah. willing to hear this guy and be the middleman yeah. to pass it to Nikita. If he hadn't came, came, come to me, he would have posted on Reddit, and it would have gotten to the top, and Nikita yeah. would have seen it. Nothing would have yeah. changed. The only thing I will take credit for is that, like two or three episodes ago on this podcast, I fucking said, I said it's like, it's like Tarkov is running. I don't remember exactly. Maybe I'll edit it oh. in. But it was basically like it's as if they're doing a whole bunch of shit on the main thread. Remember I was saying that like, yes. that's what happens when you're scrolling through a list and you're loading. Dude. I like I just I love when I, I wasn't right and I didn't know the answer, but like yeah. from a software engineer's perspective, a lot of times you'll experience something and your intuition just tells you like that smells like yeah. this. You know, it's like going to a crime scene, seeing the blood spatters and being like, it was the husband, you know, like 100 <laughs> percent. Somehow, yeah. somehow, somehow I was like, and, and, and honestly, I'm, I'm like over exaggerating, but I'm just glad that like no, but yeah. I said it and it's been like I can hold up the newspaper with the date and be like, I said it before. Yeah. I said I said that. Yeah, no, it was super interesting. I mean, it's been good. Have you feel like so now that it's like fully implemented and you can play online raids, do you feel a difference? Like I said, I think there was definitely the placebo effect at first where I was like, I was talking to Chad, I was like, guys, the stutters are like gone. And like, I played two, two full streams of Tarkov. Um, and by the end of my last stream, I was like, okay, this did nothing for me for stutters, but it definitely make like, I can definitely am consistently getting more FPS. Yeah. It, so it, when it, I, when I was first yeah. testing it locally, I experienced, um, less stutters and my frames were no different. That's before it was officially in Tarkov. Yeah, like so patch. They might have done something different. Um, mm. But once I downloaded the patch, what ended up happening was the stutters were the same, and yeah. my frames were suddenly way better. Um, yeah, you know, like I'm, they're not as good as they could or used to be. Yeah, I remember yeah. like labs. I used to get two fifty plus frames on labs. Now that's I'm getting, wild. I'm at least getting one forty four, and that's because my monitor is one forty four, and yeah. it's just. Because of the whole like full screen VSync shit, I, I can't get it yeah. to be unlocked again. But I, I, I don't care. Yeah, 144 is fine yeah. by me. Um, but yeah, so I'm hoping to experience more 
I, I hope they're able to take some of these dudes' uh, suggestions, and I hope he knows what he's talking about. And uh, yeah, I, I, everything leads me to believe that he is. So I'm really looking forward to these changes because, um, yeah, this I, I I really do think that these sorts of things at this point are probably pretty fundamental. Yeah. And these are the hardest things to do. These are the hardest things to find. Even uh, if you have a yes, hundred Unity devs, none of them are going to look at the like literally um what he what he basically what again another side note but what he basically did was he got the free version of like unity um development <laughs> sdk because you have to like pay yeah. for it he got the free version he created a new project he ticked the box and he looked at the config file oh, and it was identical shoot. to tarkov's he's like so it's just the so default stuff, yeah. starter um gotcha and that was something that like I'm glad you brought it up, and I th I think maybe you mentioned it on stream or something. But somebody said something to that effect, where it's like, yeah, I got frustrated when you see all the comments that it's like, how did like how did you miss this? Oh my god! All you had to do is tick a box, and it's like, it's like, dude, yeah, staring at two million lines of code that represent the game Escape from Tarkov. It's like, I'm sure two million on, like, is probably a like such an understatement. By yeah, the way, like, and I don't even know, and it's like how. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I've 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 written I would never think I've that, written like, ha, like I've written millions of lines of code myself. Um mm -hmm. and I'm sure that there's plenty more in uh in like way more than whatever I've written in Tarkov. Um but the the thing is is um it's it's so much more complicated than people think because especially when they migrated, when they upgraded Unity. Yeah. It's entirely possible that a lot of times what you do is you say upgrade and then like the application is like you want us to try to like auto upgrade and what it does is it'll yeah. go through and it'll refactor a bunch of things and change stuff. And for all we know, that process ticked the box, generated a thing. And the yeah. thing as a developer, this is like, I don't want to say it's uncharted territory, but most of the time the documentation is pretty bad for a lot of things. So yeah. When it comes to like you have a game that's three years old that has all of these things you've done to it, and then you want to migrate to this version that isn't the latest, but it's another one. Like unless yeah. some dude wrote a blog post explaining as close as possible to the thing you did, you have to just fucking wing it and figure it out. Yeah. Um. It. It. Yeah. So that's I'm gonna go ahead and say like I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt, and it was just one of For those sure. things. That, that and so it was it was cool. I mean, ultimately, I think at the end of the day, it's a cool story and a testament to like just like how willing they are to accept feedback. And then I think it has had a positive impact on the game, and I think it'll continue to as they as they work on it. Yep. Um, I think I mean uh, so another huge thing that happened this week for Escape from Tarkov was the Twitch Rivals tourney, which was a uh, you know like a you know a Twitch big Twitch branded yo big GGs. Why wasn't that in your intro? Freaking world champion Twitch rival. <laughs> I already hi, saw I'm, Hi, I'm Veritas, uh, <laughs> the guy who carried Pestily. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, dude, just I already kidding. saw Pestily's like stream title was like the two time champion. I was you like, know, <laughs> Dr. Disrespect came into his stream. Shut up. And was like, no. you're not the two time. I'm the two time today. That makes me so happy because you, you know that that was like a bait for Dr. Disrespect to come in. That's incredible. Oh, man, that's well, amazing. I, I wouldn't say it was a bait for him to come in because like, well, yeah, I don't think anybody would have thought, but it was it was clearly not a bait, a, but exactly. It was a meme on the fact that he calls himself the two time. Yeah. What? Anyway, so this was a this was a cool like. So there's there's a lot of sides of this. And I and, and you know what I mean? Uh, as with everything, the community kind of goes all sorts of which ways but i've been trying to almost like separate myself from it and just like 
enjoy it for what it was from my perspective. So it was super interesting to see the bingo card be the way that it was handled because like the minute that it was like announced, uh, like there's a t- Tarkov Twitch rivals. My brain started spinning like how yeah, kills what the, what? money. Like, how do you do that? This is like RNG city. Like, how do you do that? And the bingo thing was like, I thought that that was a cool, like from the 10,000 foot view, we're not talking about how the bingo cards were changed. Like that feels like a pretty fair way to to have a competition where it's like, everybody's going to experience a similar amount of RNG at some point. You know what I mean? Like fill up the cards. Um, And I know like on the team podcast, I know the... um, there, there was a a lot of conversation, and if you're listening to this and you want to know, like, and, and you want to hear about how, uh, how it happened, how it was logistically structured, what kind of went wrong, and what Twitch wants to do better, I would definitely highly recommend watching the team podcast that just happened because they were able to actually get one of the casters on who was able to talk through some of that from that perspective too. Um, but it was it was really interesting to see how it was played out. So I watched the the European one, which was you guys, and I watched y'all's team. And it was funny because Pestily said on the uh, on the team podcast that he basically just had Discord up twenty four seven and was going through that. So a lot of the issues that a lot of the other teams experienced, you guys didn't experience as much because he was just like on it with the Discord, which made as a viewer watching your team. It made it feel like the the tourney went really smooth, and it was like really engaging to watch. Like, and man, people might think I'm crazy, but that I I like legitimately found that to be a really enjoyable experience. So like my, I'm gonna dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get so much crap for this. My favorite like tourney that I've ever watched was the Fortnite Fridays that used to go down. The Keemstar did, and okay. it was just because it like. It's it's a game that everybody was playing. That everybody, it's like you know the formula, and they didn't change the formula too much. But something about it added the uh, the like stress and the excitement. Yeah, because I think that's what everybody was chasing. I saw a tweet from Warren after the thing where he was like, you know, he was a little frustrated on how things went down, but he was like, he was like, I hadn't felt that stressed in Tarkov. I haven't felt my heart beat that fast. I caught Deadly Slop Stream right as it ended, and he it looked like he had just drank three Red Bulls. He was like, guys, he was like, that was wild. That yeah. was so much fun. And so I'm thinking like, I got that as a viewer and to have these guys that have put five, six, seven thousand hours into Tarkov, put the mouse and keyboard down and go, that was stressful. That was fun. I was like, we're on to something here. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. so it was, it was cool to see, man. I don't know what, what, from your perspective, like how did you enjoy participating? I mean, y'all wiped the floor, hard carrying the team over here. That was, it was incredible to watch. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was, there was a, a lot of things that I was well suited for, I guess, like, uh, being able to, to try to multitask as much as I could in like factory yeah. and, uh, try to combine as many things. And uh, honestly, like pest was the mastermind behind the bingo card because I couldn't even, yeah. I couldn't even get it to load. I didn't even know really? what, what it was fucking half the time or what our status was or what any of the other team status was. I was yeah. just like. I had a separate word doc that I pulled up and was and just because I, I would hit reload and it would be a white screen. So it's like, well, <laughs> what the fuck do I do? Um, yeah. So he was kind of running the show there. Um, but but like when I would go in and like collect a dog tag or whatever, and then I'd have with my right hand on the mouse and my left hand on like WASD on this keyboard, I would also like 
be walking to the extract and I would be typing on my other keyboard in Discord on my stream PC being like, we got dog tag. Okay, oh question mark. Like, well, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so, but for me, like, I, I always get super, not stressed, but like, man, competing is so, like, I haven't done it since so I was different. like playing fucking baseball in high school and, yeah. you know, where I was on the swim team when I was like 11 or, you know, like playing sports is just like one of those yeah. things where it's like, I haven't felt that kind of nerves in a really long time where it's like fuck i'm competing yeah. um and you know i gotta perform it was it was awesome um I, I really had a lot of fun with it i definitely think the the, the biggest thing that i think uh they'd want to do is have like an agreed upon for i mean you could just get anybody who fucking knows the game and you know it could even yes. be like it could even be like 25 streamers um or community members or whoever who knows the game yeah. um will come up with like 200 yeah like squares, Bingo squares and agree on these are the terms these are the definitions this is what this all means think about all the edge cases and then it just goes into a hat where yeah. it's going to be random and uh you'll randomize what gets selected if there's 25 yeah. out of 250 um and then also the order of it on the bingo cart also is like what would you prioritize right if it's like kill 10 yes. raiders um, you know, and do some other thing with grenades and, you know, fill your backpack up with, it's like, okay, well then I should, I can do labs, but if it's yeah. like kill glue car, kill three Raiders and then also snipe somebody, it's like, okay, well then maybe reserve is, you yes. know, where I can multitask. So, um, you can get a lot from the bingo sort of thing. Honestly, I really, yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't even know. And I also didn't like that it was actually built into like Tarkov like auto track things yeah i didn't find that until watching the the team podcast where pesley was like asking the geek about that he was like yeah and i was like whoa i had no idea I, um but even then it's like it's just such a weird like i'm not confident in what's going <laughs> on yeah we just needed like somebody like a judge yeah. in a, every discord watching the stream yeah like having the three people up and just being like an official scorekeeper right like that's yeah all. And I think that, you know, and I like, that's the thing. And, and that's kind of what um, the big thing I pulled from it is like, and maybe it was because once again, maybe it was because I was watching your guys' team and, and Pesley was just like so paranoid about the rules changing that he was checking Discord so often that it didn't come across that as much was going wrong. But I had a, I had a blast watching it. it. It felt fun to engage with. And there's definitely things that could be done better. Like, you know, some of the criticisms were like, we need a caster who's put more than 300 hours into Tarkov because it's just Tarkov. You know, Slush Puppy oh, said yeah. in the thing, he was like, 300 hours is a lot for The Witcher, but not for Tarkov. And I was like, it's the, the, true. The dude, the dude, it was so funny because the guy was super nice. He um, was so nice, yeah. He was like wicked cool. Props to the guy. Um, and I didn't watch the casting, right? So I have no idea how they yeah. even did. Um, and honestly, I, I mean, I, I do care, but I kind of don't care. Yeah. Like, I was too focused on competing and whatever. 100%. But, but like, I just remember when, when he said the look on his a look on his face when he said, and I put in 250 hours in. I was like, oh, bud, you don't no, 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 don't you don't yeah you you can't you can say that, but not with that look on your face. Yeah, <laughs> and, and just, yeah, chat and just erupted with Keck W's. I'm like, oh, yeah. bro, no. <laughs> and Poor that's guy. the thing. So I think like I think like let's say you know Twitch rivals that this exact same thing has happened in a month with like 
the, the casters were great. I just think including somebody that has been, you know, a few thousand hours in the game, you know, consulting exactly like you were saying, consulting the community for like what the bingo card should be, um, longer leeway of the contestants knowing what's going on, and then just like absolutely insanely rigid definitions about what those squares are. Mm-hmm. And 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 we repeat it with those four things. Like it could be a good time, man. Like it could be a blast. Hell a blast, yeah. a blast. And then that got me thinking about like, what are your thoughts on just like the future of competitive Tarkov? Because I think the easy low-hanging fruit there is like arena, right? Like we know it's coming. We know that it's geared more towards like more arcade version of Tarkov, 1v1, 2v2, all the way up to 5v5s. But then somebody asked Nikita about that on the podcast and he was like, I'm, it's not even worth throwing out a time frame. He's like, that's a long time away. That's a long time away. Yeah, um, and so, you know, it's just like the, it's like human nature. Between now and long time away, we're going to want to get competitive in Tarkov. And then you've got this comes out. So I'm, I'd be interested to think Sigma runs an airtight ship. It's so cool. I've participated in those tournaments. And yeah, it's, phenomenal. it's so fun. It's so great. So it's like, I'm wondering if you think that there's room for competitive Tarkov to grow between now and getting the arena, which we still don't even really know too much about. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So a couple things there. One, the biggest obstacle is the structure of using time limits. Because I don't know if you yeah. saw the beginning, but I sat matching for the first 30 minutes yeah. of a t- like a two and a half hour competition or three and a half hour competition. It's like, yeah. I just sat matching. Uh, it's like, what can you do? Tweak had already had three raids before I got into my first one. Um, it Like, that's rough. So I almost feel like some way of controlling that, whether or not it's like you have to do it in 10 raids or something yeah. to make it so that it's less mm. time boxed, but more like yeah. you get, we all get the same number of tries, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe like, yeah, the timer only runs when you're in a raid. I think that, you know, there, there's always loopholes, right? Because that could promote, you know, like team killing because you can get in a raid, shoot each other, get the dog tag and get out and you've only wasted 10 seconds of time. But I definitely agree as long that as there's something. Disqualify that, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think there's a way to do it. I mean, I think overall it kind of felt a little short. Like it felt like it felt like we were is still in the momentum of like it's starting to get nice and spicy. Everybody's in a rhythm. Everybody's pulling together strategies. And then it was like, OK, we have 30 minutes left. And it's a hard cutoff in 30 minutes. So what can we do? So that it, it, yeah, I agree. If we had another hour, we could have probably filled the card. Um, Yeah. And you guys uh, are really on a roll. It would have, yeah. I mean, really like finding like two items was really would have like tied together. We would have gotten like two more bingos with like two more things just because. Yeah. um, And that's the thing is like the strat, like I think the strategy just needed the nature of the bingo card is the strategy needs time. Because like as you start filling in squares, the strategy becomes more important because you're like, okay, well, it's not like there's so many things I can do. It's like, like you were saying, I need to kill three raiders and find this item. And I know that this item spawns on labs. So it might spawn less on labs than this map, but it might be worth risking it because I can double up bingo squares. And like the more time you spend working on the card, the more the strat. And you guys, it felt like all three of you guys. I mean, Iron Fist had Rashala down in like 30 minutes. Pestily was like, 
leaning into his strengths of like Shala down before I was in a raid. (laughs) Yeah. Like Pesley was leaning in his strengths of finding (laughs) things. He knows just like, oh, 216 West, blah, 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 blah. You were like running like slicks and HKs and like you loaded into a raid with them and they both had like Vepper Hunters and you were like, here's a BSS. Pes had 16,000 rubles and like a scav (laughs) backpack. I was, I watched the VOD afterwards. I was like, damn, you really were broke. Yeah. Um, And so it was just like cool to see that strat really start to come into its own the longer it went. And so I felt like it could have gone, you know, longer. Um, Did you guys have access to like seeing where the other teams were in the standings, how many squares and bingos they had? Or was that like you had to go to the other computer, pull up a thing, refresh a thing, and it wasn't worth doing? So the Google Doc had, the way that it worked was one, the bingo thing was in the middle. And then around Mm -hmm. the outside, were tiny little squares. It was like team one and all it had a mini version of the bingo, just like a checkerboard where it was like a black, yeah. like black marks on what was, what was finished or not. So you yeah. had to like, to like, uh, we have the second one from the upper right hand corner. Okay, good. But the thing is, is that like you, you go to the page and you, it, it was a Google doc. Then I'm pretty sure at least one person leaked because so it was a public Google doc. Uh, so there was a yeah. hundred thousand people all trying to load this fucking doc. So I'm sitting there like hitting refresh and it just wouldn't load. It just wouldn't load. So I didn't know what was going on. I had no idea what the standings were. um, Because that was something that like, I think it's so integral to competition and it's knowing where your enemy is. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like, we we need to, exactly. We knew that we had to go and because it's like, do I need to go for the the Hail Mary or not, right? Like if you exactly. don't know exactly if you don't Dude. know the scoreboard, then you don't know that you need like now it's you're, 30 seconds now or nothing. Dude, and you're exactly because that's what makes you know what I mean? You can type in any sport ever, you know, insane plays on YouTube and find 40 billion views on these videos of people making the Hail Marys. And if you don't know down by two with three seconds left, you don't know to make the Hail Mary. We need that. Yeah, imagine running like a marathon, but but being blindfolded. So like, it's you don't know whether or not like if your pace is good. Um, yeah. If you really need to like push it and you know risk like burning out, but it's like yeah, yep. again, it's hail mary is like the perfect metaphor for it. It's like I I'll, I all or nothing right now. We need exactly. to go. We need to go for the one in a million. I'm gonna have to stay in this raid and kill ten raiders and also get two grenade kills and also find like mayo in the next yeah. eight minutes. Otherwise I can't, you know, I, we, we're not going to win. Uh, so, yep. So I, so I think it's, it's cool. I think like there's, I'm interested to see how, what I'd love, what I would like love to see happen is like Sigma's thing blow up and yep. like absorb the best of Twitch rivals. Like maybe she can like add that. To, cause, cause she already has like a bunch of like super fun games, but like, I would just love to see like, cause she's got the like logistics of running a tournament down. You know what I mean? So like, because, because I'd love, it would just be so cool to have like a weekly or monthly thing where the community community can all come together. We understand the rules. We understand what's going on. We respect who's putting it on and we can all just like, I think just she like might have been reached really out to after that. Really? Um, yeah, which that I'm, would, I'm, that would be I'm great. glad for. Good thing, good thing I simped and... <laughs> oh my god. Only, um, a, only an 11-year-old has a problem with uh, one adult <laughs> human being saying something nice about another adult human being 
it just so happens that if they're a different gender, it's problematic. Yeah, you're yeah, you're a simp if that. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So I thought I thought overall it was a cool experience. I'm excited to see if they do stuff like that in the future, and then I'm excited, like I was saying, for the the stuff that's already happening in the community to see how we can if that if that gave some people a taste for competitive Tarkov and how it could be and how that could that could kind of move up. It's all interesting though. Um, but I think the other, the only other thing was, uh, you know, so the the team had the podcast, um, and y'all got to talk to Nikita for a little bit, which is always always a blast. It's always a good time. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit about. You asked him a question, and you were basically, and we have talked about. I mean, I'm pretty sure our last episode was basically about this when we were talking about yeah. meta, when we were talking about like risk reward, and- risk reward, and like, do we think Tarkov's in a good spot where? You know, if, if I do really well, I can't really make it out with all the gear, or it's it's I grind really hard to make all this money. And why is it that even at fifty million rubles, I still don't feel like it's worth buying nine nine five? It's like you grind all this so you can use the best, and I don't really feel like the best is worth it. And you kind of posed a question where you were like, "Is did, have you thought about that? Do you want this? Is this how you want it to be, or are you guys considering changing it?" I, I, I pose that I pose that question. In a way where I basically was like, do you want the bad thing? Is that what yeah. you want? And he was like, <laughs> <Do> you- yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and no. The way, I don't remember exactly what he said. So once again, if you want to know, go check out the podcast. But it sounded like he was going in a direction where he kind of, and it's so hard. I never want to hold a sleep deprived language barrier game dev to one thing he says yeah, on yeah, yeah. one podcast. So n- know that that's like a preface for this whole thing. But the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because it sounded like it was the first time I heard him talk about it, he sounded like it was almost a intended thing to go down this route, route where you can kind of like pick between being like an effective killing machine or a profitable PMC. And that 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 those that that's almost like a choice. Like you <laughs> in order to be really good at one or really good at the other, you have to choose um yeah so so there's two things one thing i want to make sure i don't forget to talk about um was when he was talking about moving on to other things i want to get to that after mm, uh, i okay. don't want to forget that because i thought that was you, like the comments in chat were really i mean they were overboard <sighs> but uh yeah but to some extent i had a similar kind of feeling um, yeah first yeah i think yep. but, but but yeah so like i was trying to ask him essentially in a nutshell, what the question was is, how do you want, how do you envision people playing and enjoying the game like long term? Yeah. That's kind of what I was trying to get at, and I wanted yeah. to. I think I think Pest or somebody ended up kind of changing the subject onto something else. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want a deep topic to dive deep into with him, but but I but see it's what like, you're saying. This is the like, thing that nobody fucking asks Nikita exactly. ever is like where. Like he always talks about like when the game is released and when it's done, it's like, well, what is it going to look like? Because yeah. some people think it's exactly how the game is now with a few new maps, a bunch of new guns and some new mechanics. Some people are under the impression that it's going to be a totally different game, right? I mean, like imagine yeah. open world traders out in the world that you have to go visit. Yeah. Like, like that's a completely different thing that I now feel like is, you know, maybe not in the cards, but again, we'll, we'll get to that. But to yeah. me, it was just like, um, the way that the game is now, unless you have like an, a 70% s- 
survival rate. Um, yeah. you like you you just can't you can't make money by going in and just killing and I, like I don't know to me you need it, it shouldn't be a choice between money and PVP because yeah. money is the lifeblood of the whole game so you yeah. need to be able to have have a way to make money with every playstyle. You need yeah. to be able to like play super passively and yeah. hide and sneak around like hardcore mode like you know you only have yeah. one life kind of thing and there you know you should, those people should be able to make money. Um and yeah. people who go in and want to use like top tier shit like and and go around being like a marauding, you know, killer like I think that that's a perfectly reasonable, even in the lore of like Tarkov, of like okay, well I'm a hired, you know, yeah. a hired gun, whether or not it's for, you know, USEC or whether it's for Prapor, right? Like you want yeah. I mean, the whole game, you're sitting there and you're killing people for quests. Um, so it, it makes sense that like you should be rewarded in some way for arguably the most expensive and important resource which is literally life um yeah but but my whole point was like people don't ever really do the math on it and everybody was sitting there quoting well look at landmark and look at warren they don't have any problem and it's like well first of all i don't think that you can necessarily like point to literally the two people who are arguably in like the top three or five in the world and be like yeah. these people don't have a problem okay well you exactly because by you saying that it's like okay so then that then the answer is the next time you're in my chat being like what's the best way to make money i'm going to say be as good as warren yeah just be it just do it yeah like, just just be but, but then if everybody was like warren well then yeah <laughs> but then nobody would make any money because nobody would make any money yeah the problem is is that when you get into a fight and, and i really need to do the math on this because i I, I, you get to a point where you get enough money in the game that you stop paying attention. And when I get yeah. complacent and I stop paying attention to what I'm taking for armor and what I'm repairing versus selling and what I'm putting on the flea market versus selling yeah, the traders, then yeah. my money just kind of slowly goes down. You really yep. have to pay attention to what you're doing and min max all that stuff uh, just to even break even. Because if you go in and you're using BS ammo and you get in a fight with a PMC and they have a Gen 4. It's going to take up half of your backpack. You're going to spend, if you shoot 30 bullets, it's not going to take 30 to kill them, but you're going to have a fight. You're going to miss a lot of shots. You're going to be suppressing, whatever. You know, the 30 bullets and like a magazine that you might have to drop and might not get back, that's going to cost you 80 or 90,000 rubles. So you're going to get this armor that you've zeroed out. Like you you spent 90,000 rubles to then (laughs) take that armor and make it worth 120,000 rubles less than it was before. So now you ha- you're in yeah. the hole 200k and you have an armor that's worth like 250k. It's like is it was it even worth it for me to like take it and to use this stuff? Yeah. Um it just so, forces it forces one playstyle as being the only one It that- does. It really does. It definitely forces the the more budget all the way down to like the rat or hatchet playstyle being the most. I mean, we talked the last time about the Mosin guy, right? If Mosin man has a ten percent survival rate, he's like extremely profitable, not just breaking even. But yeah. if the meta guy has a ninety percent survival rate, he's losing money. Um, so, but 
I think what's interesting is like so two things. One is, well, I'll, three things really. One is I it, the the question that you had never got answered, which is like Nikita, I'll just tell us if there's A, B, and C mechanic. Like you don't even have to tell us the mechanics, but like you know, if there's the empathy there of like I understand, just hold tight. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing is there might be A, B, or C mechanic yep. that that fixes it. That's like oh, okay, so. Just getting loot isn't the only like metagame purpose of the game. Now I've got these things to do, and it and that's okay. I can maybe make money these ways. Like the dog tag trade was the one yes, that was brought up. You don't have to like leak it and tell us everything, but that was what I was. Uh, and he did he the opposite. About, he, he said yeah. he said no. I don't yeah. like. I don't want that. But then, and, and I even tied that into later in the podcast. He was almost kind of spilling his guts about the fact that like you guys want things and then we know that a year and a half down the road once this foundation is laid and this foundation is laid and this foundation is laid and then this mechanic gets to be put in it fixes this problem you have now but you don't see all that and you think this could fix the problem so we develop that thing you want and we take time away from the thing and then that makes that mechanic last longer and he was kind of talking about this a little bit and what I like, what I really wanted, I was like, Nikita, all I want you to say is, is the empathy. I, I see it. I see what you're talking about. Shut up. Hold tight. We got this. And then I'm like, okay, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? We, you, if, if you tell me that you've got a plan, then I might not enjoy the waiting period. You know what I mean? But it's like, at the end of the day, I want them to do their plan. And it just felt like he was like, he was like distraught about this like circle of like, how are we ever going to get there? And I think that ties into a little bit of what you're saying you want to talk about later, which is like him talking about making other stuff. Yeah. So one, 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 oh, sorry. I'll let you go. Well, I, I, I was just saying that that was like a, I, it's like, I almost like want to tell him it's like, it's okay. Like, I, I don't know if he knows that sometimes all we're looking for is like empathy of just like, I see that problem. And then just like, you just have to trust us. Like we are working on it. Like we've got other things planned that are going to affect that. And we'll, we'll get there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. And maybe that's not what people are looking for. I don't want to speak well, for he, you or he, for what anybody he says, else. What he says is soon. Don't yes. worry. And, and, but, and, but the thing is, is that even though that is as accurate and as fair and honest a response he can give, that basically sums up what you just said with one fucking word. Yeah. Um, it's just become a meme. Like it's not acceptable exactly. to say, which is like, Part of me gets it, and the other part of me is really annoyed because it's like I get asked by my boss every single day at work, "When is this going to be done?" Well, yeah. When I fucking like tomorrow, maybe the next day, maybe today. I don't know. Yeah. There's so much shit, and there's so many unknown unknowns that like it's just going to be soon, right? So, um, well, but that's the thing, though, is that like there, I feel that it's a little bit different because we don't. There's a lot we don't know. You know, and and that relationship of your boss coming to you, it's like he knows what's expected of you. You know when you have to get it done or when you're supposed to get it done. He asks you when. But that's what I'm saying is that like we there's 30 different mechanics that they want to add to the game that they've never spoken out loud. Whether I he don't wants it know. to be a surprise, is whether that, he wants it. Is that true? Because I am I am under the impression that we yeah, know about pretty much everything and that basically all of the things that they've ever planned is in a big this big circle here, right? All mm -hmm. the things that they ever have planned. And then there's a, this is a Venn diagram. The other circle is yeah. the things they're gonna build. Do. So yeah. what we're actually going to get is a subset of the things they've told us. There's not yeah, gonna be not. anything that's new Maybe? unless they think about Great it. Said that. 
yes. the podcast. He was like, there's a bunch of stuff we talked about that's just not going to make it. Yeah. So I, I really doubt that from a marketing perspective, why would he not tell us about something that was in his head? Like he's very forthcoming. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that basically like Tarkov is going to be a subset of what we expected. And, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I just want to get this, this, uh, thought out before we, we transition over to that. Um, basically like I, part of me is concerned that it, so it, the game is Nikita's baby and yeah. he has the fucking right to build it however he wants. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But the, I get the impression and I'm trying to figure out like a metaphor to make this make sense. It's almost like he is an architect of a home that he wants us all to live in, but he's never set foot in it. And yeah. he, he's designing it. He's like one of the crazy artists who's like, leave me alone. I got to do this thing, whether it makes sense or not. And he's so focused yeah. on building this thing that's been in his head without realizing that it's like an Escher painting where the fucking stairs go up and then around and then up and then around. And yeah, I just, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like it's not, it's not that he is like incapable of it. I just don't think he can see the perspective that I'm like envisioning in my head, which is yeah. there's the player basis perspective. There's his perspective. There's where the game is slash could slash can slash should be. Yeah. And I don't, I think he's like, because he has to as like a mental defense mechanism. So tunnel visioned. Yeah. Then, then I really think that like, he doesn't see the game as like a, and I know I'm not saying like fun because he doesn't want it to be fun, but I don't, yeah. I don't think he means it that way. I, think I don't he, think he means he, it that way either. Want, yeah. It should be hardcore and punishing and difficult like Dark Souls. Yeah. He wants it like that. Dark Souls is not fun, but it's yeah. still like you enjoyable to play. A hundred percent. But uh, like he doesn't want it to be easy and he doesn't want it to fucking pat you on the bum and tell you everything's going to be okay and kiss you goodnight. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, when I hit a button, you want it to freeze and then do something the opposite of what the button says? Well, no, because I want you to do that because uh, the game isn't supposed to be easy. It's hardcore. Yeah. Like, well, no, there's different between. There's a difference between bad design, yeah, and, or broken, and, and bad and UX and hardcore. And yeah. there are just things that, like, I, I don't know. I think if we could see what was in his head. I'll just I'll just say that I'm not sure. I get the impression that maybe he's not sure like where he even wants to take it at this point. I, which which is what he was going for when he was like, you know what? Honestly, like yeah. I feel like he's kind of built the house and he's like looking at it and he's like, I regret the way I did this and I regret the way I did. And which is how software works. Trust me. Like yeah, for you, sure. Yeah, because over the course of a year, you learn so much and you realize the last year you just did yeah. half the time was fucking terrible. It was like, did you ever see Indie Game, the movie uh, on Netflix? No, I, I would haven't. very fucking highly, highly okay. recommend it. It's like the guy that made Fez and Binding of Isaac and uh, okay, okay. Braid. Um, but, uh, but at one point, uh, the, that game Fez, uh, which is just like a little platformer 2D thing, he's mm -hmm. basically saying like he spent, it, it was like five years late or something and uh, for this one indie dev who's uh, like the heel of the movie. He said he spent like two years building uh, building the the game to get like halfway through it, and then but he realized like he learned so much about pixel art and how to make it 
that yeah. once he got two years in, he's like, the art sucks. I need to do it all over again because he just mm-hmm. spent all this time getting better at it. So now yeah. he has to start over. Um, that, I mean, I feel like that's where Nikita's at, where he's just like, I'm uh, not. Man, yeah. I'm, he's like, I. It, it's basically so like much. you just kind of want to knock it down, build it up fresh. I, I yeah. really, and this will transition over now, and then I feel. I got the impression everybody was spamming like the death of Tarkov live. We've witnessed it because yeah. it, like he was basically going for like it it was something along the lines of I'm I, I'm projecting and I'm putting words in his mouth 100% totally but yeah. like this is what the inner monologue in his head that I was creating was basically yeah. I'm tired we've promised so much we're so far behind there's so much bullshit we see things like valorant what all these people are doing with anti-cheat with netcode and it's like i'm kind of sick of tarkov i want to be done with it and i want to move on to something else and that's where like everybody was kind of like yeah what was your impression i mean yeah it i mean the way it you said it makes so much sense. Like nobody's ever done anything for three years and not looked back and gone, man, if I knew what I know now, you know what I mean? It's just impossible. You know what I mean? That, that, and when, when it comes with something that's so like actually like, you know, coding a game, that's like such like a practical man. If I like, if I had known what I know now, I could have saved us 800 hours by doing, picking this instead of that. You know what I mean? And that could like, it's, it's so much. And I, I mean, I definitely got that impression. I think he, I mean, He's mentioned that several other times that Russia 2028 is a single player game. He's mentioned that several other times that they want to make other games that they never wanted to be a one game uh, studio. But there definitely was something about this time that felt a little different. Could have just been he was sleep deprived. It could have been that he was having an existential crisis. It looked like he was having an existential crisis. And it felt like... it, it, It honestly, to me, felt like all the things. It was like... They've spent a lot of time, a lot of energy on the game and have learned a lot. And then the drops event and 200,000 people buying a game in a month, just like like put a whole bunch of air under the wings and they just got way higher than they ever thought they would. And now he's looking at the ground going, how do I land this thing? Where do I land this thing? When do I land? Like, it's just... And he doesn't know. And, and, and I think he's understanding that like, unless he can in the next month, you know, open a EU office, hire 300 more devs and just like hammer out Tarkov in the next year and a half. He's looking at it going, there's no way this thing ends with everything I promised. There's no way this thing ends with everybody happy. We're too popular, too early, but also too late and too far behind for the math to work out. Yeah, they spend, he told, he's he's told me before in like DMs and stuff that they, they spend so much time and resources on netcode servers and hacker yeah. stuff that it's like he said the game would have been done a year ago if they didn't have these problems. Um, so like it, it's it's again, it's it's yeah. it's like you've built your house on a foundation that's just slowly sinking. Do you do you want to spend your time yeah. connecting the ropes and winching it out to then work a little bit over here, then it sinks in and you just fucking take a month and winch yeah. it out to build a little bit over here. It's like, at some point, especially given the fact that you know, like you said, they had the drops event they they made a shit ton of money if it were me, I know and, and I don't know what their position is, but I know yeah. 100% the thing that would be in my head, because this is how I am with like software, and this is kind mm-hmm. of what I'm actually doing with Battle Buddy now although it was free, so I don't feel guilty at all, 
It's basically yeah. like we built this thing, we promised all this stuff. It's like eighty percent of the way there. It's enjoyable. No. It's usable. It's playable. I, like I, if it were me, I would want to take the money and fucking start and make Escape from Tarkov two from the ground yeah. up. Yeah. Do it right, and because honestly, like they could, I bet you they could make EFT two with like a new engine and a new netcode yeah. and anti cheat and everything probably faster than it would take if they if they to were fucking EFT. <laughs> So like, yeah. But the thing is, is that people would like rebel and think they did say it was yeah. a big scam and whatever. So it it For really sure. it really sucks. There's, like he's handcuffed into this thing that is going to take longer than he wants. He's probably sick of it and bored of it because yeah. that's how all software is. With Battle Buddy right now, like I don't have the time and effort to go in and get the Android app up to snuff. I didn't even write the Android app, so like I don't have no kinship with the code. I'm like, yeah. I just want to fucking write it over. It's not mine, so I don't even know all of the yeah. things. Um, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like I want to make the desktop app um, because mm. for two reasons. One, it I can build a bunch of features that aren't hamstrung by a tiny screen. So like yes. a whole bunch of things where it's like, oh, you could look at a whole simulation with all this stuff and it's not like scrollable or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, like I can make it cross platform. So it'll be work on Mac and it'll work on whatever. And if it's something yeah. like Electron, it can work in a browser and all this stuff. So it's like. I kind of just want to say fuck the mobile clients, keep them where they are now. The ser- yeah. keep the server up and everything like that, and 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 just pour all of my yeah. resources into one new thing that I don't. That's mine. That doesn't have anybody else's smell over it. That I can architect yeah. properly now that I've like learned what I need to learn from you know yeah. the previous thing. So and I think like and so I think you're right. Once again, like to be super like we're of course projecting like you know what I mean. Like it it could have been. That he was tired, or that kind of played a part in it. I think we're, I think we are kind of picking up on the general flow, but I don't want anybody to think that we like know anything that we don't know. And then yeah, the no. flip side of that is like, it sounds all doom and gloom, but that doesn't mean like we ring the bell on the end of Escape from Tarkov. Like, because that's the thing, it's like you'd never, you'd never just like control A, delete the code that you put into the mobile. Like the mobile version of Battle Buddy, because like while you can be tired of it and ready to start a new thing, like it's very oh, it's very um, easy to see that Nikita is so passionate about this game and how far it's come and like the success stories of him being like, man, I, you know, he said in one of the podcasts, like if we ever reached thirty thousand concurrent players, that was success to us. And you yeah. know that they had two hundred thousand for the drops weekend, and I'm sure way more than thirty thousand on a regular day right now. Like, like the, he's so passionate about this game, like he's not just going to drop it. I think the most likely where we caught Nikita, in my just opinion, complete opinion, is right there in the middle at the worst of it, the slump of the creative process, where yeah. he's like frustrated and tired and doesn't know what to do. And then what we might see later down the road is. The upward swing of like the like Battlestate games having a plan. This is how we're going to support Escape from Tarkov. This is how we're going to continue as a company. You know what I mean? Because it's like if they decided like, all right, we're going to make Russia 2028 our single player game we've been thinking about. It's not like they turn off the servers. Like there's DLC. You know what I mean? There's like they're going to continue to support the game. So it's not like we just ring the bell and all quit playing Tarkov. Like I don't want it to sound super doom and gloom. I think it's more of just like the reality of like gaming game development and indie development. Yeah, so I mean, to me, the, the biggest, the biggest like thing that, really the only thing I worry about 
is that so many of the things that I've brought up on podcasts and I've basically said about like this game lacks fundamental like why am I going to come back tomorrow and play? Yeah. It it's it's like heroin where eventually like you you have no teeth and you die, but like it's addicting all the way until the you way get down, to level yeah. 70 and you've done all the quests and then now it's like I just do the same thing over and over and over and over again and you wait for the wipe. And the thing is is that people say, "Oh, well, you know, you're just only cuz you're a sweaty tryhard and, you know, I don't get to play all the time." Well, fine. So then let's say let's say that they don't do anything and it's exactly how it is now. Well, now it just takes three months for you to catch up and now you are exactly, me yeah. and now you're going to now experience how there's nothing to do in the game. But yeah. Nikita has always said, well, there's going to be all of these mechanics, whether it's open world or traders, or you're going to be able to do this and hire this and fucking go. Or- and it's like, if, if, if a bunch of these things don't make it into the game, then it's yeah. not that the game isn't playable. It's just that yeah. that all of the things that that me and other folks have been saying about fundamental lacking of in game design of, around yeah. motivation to play and and like to keep you going, those are going to be missing, and the game yeah. will kind of just. I'm worried that then it'll just kind of peter off, and then you know, well, someone's going to come out with you know, if like Riot fucking came out with a looter shooter or whatever, it's like. Yeah. Everybody would move on to it, and Tarkov would just yeah. be that kind of obscure thing, um, you know. Yeah. So, and I don't want that to happen. No, um, not at all. But, but yeah, like I, I don't need or want all of the mechanics that they've always promised us. I'm, f- I'd be yeah. fine if it wasn't open world, and but it's like Same. you'd need to redo the quest system, and you need to redo, um, yeah. you need to redo the skill system because those things are, they're just like if you play X amount of hours. You're, you're you're done with the game you've beaten the game and a multiplayer yeah. game that works for a single player game it don't work for a yeah. multiplayer game um so even if they had seasons or whatever it's still like the game today even if it had seasons yeah. i would still play it for a while but then i would probably end up going to something else after you know, within a year just because yeah. it's like there needs to be something that is self-sustaining so to, to where nikita can step back go work on something else and there's something in the game that is repeatable. Like Skyrim, yeah. even though it's a single-player game, and even though there's a finite number of quests, the thing is yeah. is that because there's nine different classes of characters, the yeah. 300 hours to beat the game, you can go through nine times. Yeah. In Tarkov, there's, there isn't, which is why I've been saying, like, you should have more RPG elements. You need to redesign the quest yes. system because I've always been, I've always had in the back of my head that we're not going to get a whole, all these other things that are going to make these other things. Not yeah. a, so <sighs> it's like, they just kind of need to pick their pillar ones. Like these are, these are the like pillar things we want to make sure get in the game and then figure out how with the game we have now, those pillar things they want to put into escape from Tarkov, how they then shift it and make it into like you were saying, like something that has long-term replayability yeah i mean whatever that is if they pick open world as like a like a pillar thing we're not gonna fine okay do that but just figure out how to make that figure out how to allow me to put ten thousand hours into that okay not open world it's going to be instance based and we're just going to redo the quest and have nine different classes you can pick when you click bear and then there's a new screen where there's three different okay cool that's fine too just like 
pick wh- which one you want to go and then just like think, which I'm sure they are. I'm not like telling Nikita to do this. I'm sure they are. But like, but I think that is the thing. Yeah, it's exactly like you're saying. Like, okay, you don't have to put all the things you've ever promised us since every podcast since 2017 into the game, but you got to figure out which ones they are. And then you have to figure out how to make, you know, the math equation is what we have now plus those things plus the big question mark equals a game I can play for 10,000 hours. Yeah, and see, that's the thing is that, and this kind of touches, you said it better than I was trying to say it before, and that I actually don't think that Nikita realizes that, like, he has the game as it is now, he's got a whole bunch of things that they want to change, and then a whole bunch of things they want to add, and I think he's kind of just, like, grab-bagging what they can do. Oh, it's like, so, you, well, you can do that So he Let's has a that. Toyota with a fucking motorcycle front end, and at the end yeah. of the day, it's going to be something that is drivable, but nobody wants to drive. I and understand. So, I, so that's why I'm trying to, like, instill in him in these little questions that I keep asking that I get completely fucking just shit on, devoured by... Yeah either other streamers on podcasts or by Twitch chat or whatever, basically saying like, you need to button this up and make it like a coherent thing that makes sense to me. If they could totally revamp the quest, there's a lot that they can reuse, but they need to rethink them. They need to be, they need to just not be a bunch of fetch quests. It needs to be dynamic, repeatable, something that can, um, can like, can be sustained for months or years yeah um and then more rpg elements if they did that if they added a couple more maps a bunch more guns whatever they balanced the economy in some interesting way and then like let it free let the economy go free um and then um and then made it so that like when you replay characters let me let it be different the second time around whether it's like a prestige system or something honestly with two or three of those things the game can then sustain itself for the next three, four, five years. Yeah. Without that, it's going to be Tarkov as it is today, which is three months of fun and then pure and sheer boredom until you were just waiting for them to reset everything. And if they don't add, once they get to that point, even if there were seasons and there were scheduled wipes, that's just not enough because we want the wipes plus the new things. Yeah. They're just going to end up getting a bunch of people to come in and play for one wipe or two wipes and then realize like, oh, it's just the same cycle. And then, you know, it's really true, though, even just with those few things you mentioned. Yeah, like it could become something that is sustainable for a while. And then that gives them time to breathe and figure out what else they want to do or if they want to do anything else. But yeah, it's because it's like as much as as much as I'm like so deeply excited for Streets of Tarkov, I would I would take a pause on all maps if we could fix this stuff. You know what I mean? I know it's not that simple, but like. It's yeah, it's it's interesting. We just hmm. need to play. I I need it to like sit him down and say, play the game for a week. You take a fucking vacation from dev yeah. and play the game and just feel what it's like to lie in the bed that you made. Yeah, and and, and I don't even mean to say that like like you need to learn what you did. I just no. want it to be like get that perspective because it's yeah. so fucking important. Like if for you. Sure. There's so many complex systems and the game is so complicated between all of the economic stuff and the repairs and all these things. It's so complicated that unless you play it as much as a lot of us do, it's all just random systems that fit together. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but like you can't know. And he's in the position where he needs to live and breathe the, um, the emergent 
game as everything yeah. combined, and he sees it top down through a microscope. Yeah. You know, and you can't really see the details about like Nikita, did you know that, you know, the zeroing works like this and that it doesn't make yeah. sense for a new player? Oh no, because I just had some guy build the zeroing system and told him how I wanted it, but I didn't tell him the specifics and I've never used it. So okay, well yeah. did you know that you know, shooting four bullets into this armor, even though you can loot the armor, you've lost money because you have to repair it. And then when you sell it, it's going to be less than if you had just not shot the bullets. So like yeah. the best way to make money is to sit in your stash and watch your Bitcoin timer tick down, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. Do you want that? Because that's like the way it's going to be. If prices just keep going up, 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 up. Yep. You know, so mm. I don't know, but yeah, it's interesting stuff. I mean, yeah, there's a, we definitely saw, it definitely feels like we saw a different side. Or like the beginnings of a different side to Nikita and uh yeah. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh on that like me especially me being tired and then talking about like this morose uh, well everybody, uh <laughs> thanks for stopping by the podcast. Um we might do another one. I don't know. Or not, maybe. <laughs> well, if Tarkov's not here next week, then yeah. uh, I'm not gonna know. I guess maybe we'll become a, a fucking Hearthstone podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we, we really should talk a little bit about Valorant. Not necessarily, I know a lot of people, uh, in, you know, maybe in, in the next few weeks, just from the perspective of, of building the game. And yeah, it's such a weird, contrasting thing to Tarkov. It's worth looking into, even though it's not for everybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's like I people are ask me about it all the time and it's one of those things where like I I just genuinely don't think it's a game that I would like spend a lot of time in. It's just like mm -hmm. not one of those things that excites me, but I find myself fascinated by it. Fascinated by the company who made it, why they made it, the timeliness of how they made it. How I was the same I was the it. same with Overwatch. I was like like the universe yeah. they created out of nothing, the game they created, the mechanics they created, it was like to me, I know I know there's so much overlap with like all these fucking games that I've never heard of and I don't yeah, care. Paladins, yeah. this looks what I don't care. When I saw that, it was like totally paradigm shifting for me. Yeah. Because it's like a totally different way of approaching a game accessible and popularized in ways that uh, other games might have done, but not yeah. not in this way. And then, you know, then Valorant comes out and is a, a cool mishmash of all these other things done in an interesting yeah. way. It's like, yeah, this is and from a development standpoint, it's super interesting. But maybe we'll maybe we'll chat about that soon. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but yeah, okay. I think uh, I think we can uh, we can wrap it up at this point. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for for coming out and checking out the podcast. We do these every week, so thanks again for stopping by, and we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>